Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No brakes, no brakes, no fear, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of No Brakes, No Fear, reviewing all the action from the past seven days and looking ahead to what's coming up around Britain in the world of Speedway. Our special guest this week is the team manager of the Peterborough Panthers, Rob Lyon, reflecting on a tough start to the season. We put up a bit of a fight, but our biggest issue is, as we all know, is we lack a number one. A lot more from Rob Lyon in part two of this week's No Breaks, No Fear. We'll hear a little bit from him in part one as well because we're reviewing some of the recent Premiership action. And one of those fixtures, of course, involved the Bellevue Aces who ran riot over the Peterborough Panthers on Monday night as Mark Lemon's side made it four wins on the bounce and three on the road. They found their groove tonight, definitely, but real confidence in the, in the group. We've also got interviews with Richie Hawkins of the Ipswich Witches and Danian Hume and Kenyon Rue likewise. And in the final part of the podcast later on, we'll put the spotlight on the Cab Direct Championship. Lots going on there. A big week for the Scunthorpe Scorpions. We'll hear from Rob Godfrey. We'll also hear from Ryan Douglas and Nick Morris of the Birmingham Brummies speaks to us too, as does Connor Coles and Rory Schlein of the Berwick Bandits. All set to have big weeks in their own way in British Speedway. All on the way on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. And we start at the National Speedway Stadium where Bellevue moved four points clear at the top of the Premiership with a convincing 56-34 win over Peterborough. And it was a maximum for Dan Bewley. Neil Christian Everson hitting back. Bewley retakes the lead here in heat number 15. It's going to be close down to the finish line. But what a ride from Dan Bewley. Bingo, bango. Bingo, bango, Bewley. The phrase was born on Monday night and it seems to be catching on. Dan Bewley then scoring a 15-point maximum. The home side provided all but one race winner with Charles Wright on 12 plus 1. Brady Kurtz on 10, only missing out on maximums of their own in their final rides. For Peterborough, reserve Ben Cook with 8 plus 1 and uh, guest Chris Harris uh, combined for a heat 12-5-1 for the Panthers. But uh, still to get off the mark in the league table after four matches so far. Well, let's hear from that maximum man then. Dan Bewley speaking to Jason Harold on BSN. 15 points tonight. You had to work for it though in that last heat, Dan. Yeah, that's it. Um, 
I actually just tried something different for the start with the bike. Uh, we changed something and um, felt like it didn't move. So uh, that didn't quite work out, but luckily we uh, we salvaged it and... Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool battling with Niels. Yeah, you um, you really, uh, I was going to say made hard work of it, but it was it was a fine sight. We did have a message from somebody we just flashed up saying no finer sight than to see Bewley going around the boards. Yeah, that's it. Um, it's such a cool track when you got some speed, and um, even at the Peter Craven meeting, things weren't quite right, so... It's cool to have everything working now and uh, just onwards and upwards from here. And well, it, it bodes well you going into the Grand Prix weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it for sure, but... Um, Still got a few meetings before then, so. But no, you know it's been awesome the last two weeks. I feel real good on the bike, and uh, just for Bellevue as a team too, we've, we've been smashing it. So. Uh, it was a solid team performance tonight, though, wasn't it? One to seven. Yeah, for sure. Everyone's going good, and then, uh, you know, just a couple of riders struggling a little bit, but they're, they're going to get there for sure. So uh, you know, it's all good, but you know, it's a long season. Well, our special guest in this episode is the Peterborough team manager, Rob Lyon. We'll hear from him in a moment. First of all, his opposite number, Mark Lemon, commenting after another big win for the Aces. Yeah, I mean, we've been on a bit of a roll since the uh, the poor start uh, of the season. And, and, you know, these guys are pretty confident. And obviously, you know, we haven't had much time around our home track. Uh, obviously, with the inclement weather we had early on in the season, you know, a few rain-offs, it sort of slowed that sort of, um, you know, time down i guess but um yeah they, they, they found their groove tonight definitely but real confidence in the in the group have you said anything in particular to the team to turn things around that you can tell us <laughs> not tonight i haven't but after the uh, the wolverhampton match maybe maybe <laughs> yes but uh no I, I think sometimes you know you, you maybe we we had a little bit of um you know champagne hangover from you know, the championship last year it was 29 years since yeah. you know the aces got to celebrate uh, victory but um you know, we just didn't probably hit the, the you know the, the ground running um, as we'd like. You know, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Dan Bewley's start to the, the season wasn't fantastic, but we you know we resolved those those issues, and and you can see now that he's he's on you know on fine form. So there's Mark Lemon speaking with Jason Harold on BSN after that victory on Monday night. 56-34, the final score. And, of course, uh, means Bellevue take the aggregate bonus point as well. Rob Lyon, the Peterborough Panthers team manager, is with us. And we're going to have a, a more in-depth chat with Rob in the second part of this um, episode. So we're going to talk all about Peterborough then and all the other stuff to do with the future and Nicky Pedersen and everything else and the search for, uh, for a number one. But, uh, Rob, just your thoughts on that uh, performance last night um, obviously people look at the result but there were some positives uh, Peterborough were competitive out of the gate uh, Ben Cook had uh, a decent night so do you take anything from that uh, with a with a positive mindset? Um, in terms of positives it's very difficult to take any what I'd call major positives because um, you're quite right Ben Cook um, rode very well first time he's been there um, Jordan Jenkins did his job, solid performance. Um, and you know, and one or two of the other boys um had some highlights, but um we put up a bit of a fight. But our, our biggest issue is as, as we all know, is we, we lack a number one. So that that's obviously a, a major issue. We had one last night in Bomber who, who did a, a great job for us, but um the, the team is um is low on confidence um and uh, you know it needs addressing ASAP. Um, because we can't continue in that vein. Uh, ben Cook, um, you know, without doubt, is is going to be probably have a similar season, I would guess, to um, from our point of view, to to what Benjamin Basso had last year. Started off at reserve, uh, made his way up into the team um, towards the 
last third of the season and um you know had a great season uh, I, I can see ben cook doing the same thing um but for the here and now obviously um peterborough needs um some surgery <laughs> it's fair to say and um we need to be doing something very quickly because uh you know season will slip away if we're not careful more from Rob Lyon in the second part of this podcast as we turn the spotlight on uh, all things Peterborough and having a good chat with uh, Rob Lyon there. Um, just to uh, another fixture that took place on Monday night, Sheffield, they charged into the Knockout Cup semi-finals, a massive 56-34 away win of their own at Kings Lynn to complete a 48-point aggregate victory. The Tigers maintaining their superb recent record on the trips to the Adrian Flux Arena. Number one, Jack Holder scoring 14 plus one paid maximum. Richard Lawson, 11 plus one, was also unbeaten and uh, made a late guest appearance against his former club, of course, because um, he was freed up with the cancellation of that match between Wolves and Leicester. They now await the conclusion of Bellevue versus Wolverhampton, the tie there before discovering their opponents in the last four. The Stars are left to lick their wounds with Christoph Kasperzak top scoring with nine plus one. Well, sticking with Sheffield, they made the trip last week to Ipswich and it was the Witches who edged out Sheffield 47-43 in a classic contest at Foxhall. Jason Doyle and Emil Saifutinov combining for a 5-1 in Heat 15. Tigers guest Scott Nichols rolled back the years with a stunning performance, defeating the Witches' top two in Heat 13, which at that stage kept the visitors two points ahead, but the home side levelled in the penultimate race as key reserve Daniel Hume headed up a 4-2, although Nichols hit the front in the last race, which would have set up a superheat. Doyle charged through at the start of lap three. Nichols fell as Saifutinov also came through. Doyle finishing with 13 plus one. Saifutinov 11 plus two. Led the scoring for the Witches. Uh, Scott Nichols and reserve Louis Kerr also in double figures for the Tigers. So we'll uh, hear from a few of those involved right now. We've got uh, Daniel Hume and Kenyon Rue in a moment. But first of all, uh, chats with with the uh, Ipswich team manager, Richie Hawkins, speaking to Mike Boswell. Yeah, I'd like to get the win, obviously, against a very strong team. Um, at the stage of the season we're in, um, any any victories, you know, a victory against these strong teams like Sheffield, Bellevue, etc., are, um, are brilliant. Um, missing Eric makes it obviously so much harder. So, you know, I'd have took a four-point win at the start of the night, if I'm honest. You know, we need to just just win win meetings and keep ourselves in this in the playoff race so that, you know, when the boys get a bit more experience, we can hopefully step up a level um, come come the summer. And obviously talks about, everyone talks about Jason and Emil, obviously, and, and doing so many great things. Daniel Hume was possibly the match winner tonight with two heat wins and, and a terrific performance. Yeah, Daniel, I think, has... Um, yeah, he's gone up a level these last two meetings this week. Um, I think that's probably to just some time on the bike for him. He's come back from injury sort of at the end of last year and I know every time he didn't get that much practising as he would have liked before the season started due to no fault of his own, just of the weather. Um, but his determination is so good. Like, he don't care who he's racing against and I think you've seen that when he's beaten Max Frick and Dan Bewley the last two meetings before tonight so that's such a massive bonus to have him a reserve where you know you actually if he gets it right he can beat anyone um, he still makes mistakes and we have you know like things go wrong like you will do at his, at his level at the moment but yeah to have that that he kind of 
I spoke to him before Leicester and said, give him a little talk on that. He is the senior reserve now, he's not the junior, so it's a new role for him, not one he's ever took, I don't think, certainly not in this league. And he's the senior guy now and he's got to step up and he's he's got to take that role on and he certainly has done. And finally, yeah, a little team talk at the end there. What was that all about? Yeah, just every now and again we have a little chat for me, but I just want to say well done. I was so pleased with their determination. Well done for getting, you know, their first defeat to Sheffield. Um, wish him a good week, you know. We've got a week off now, so good week. And then I wanted to talk to him a little bit about Kingston, just emphasise that we have got Kingston area next week and how important that will be. Um <coughs> Because you know they know we can't lose to Kings then. We've already spoken about that even before the season started, um, and just a little bit about what to expect here because the bank holiday meetings I know from my experience of racing in them and, and when we've done them before, but don't happen as often as they used to. But um, just to expect what the track conditions are because they're normally a little bit different, and we have been caught up in the past and. Um, sure it's Peterborough against Peterborough with a massive crowd here when I was riding and we lost at home and I don't want to feel like that again <laughs> so yeah you know emphasise that Cool uh, and just looking down we had Matt Marston actually in the pits is Matt part of the plans of it switch? Um, yeah well Matt obviously lives locally um, we know him well so, um, good friends with Cam um, so yeah, Matt come up number eight. He wanted some laps anyway, so obviously, yeah, it made made sense. He's num- to be to be number eight tonight. Or it's RR, you know. If you're not if you're not <coughs> um, got a number eight, it can be risky. So yeah, Matt's someone. Obviously, you know, he's he's, he's over here. He's local and he's he's a young rider. So yeah, good to give him some laps and just a bit of experience to be around the boys. And the Eric Reese situation must be pretty worrying for the club. Not obviously appreciate the health situation as well, but you know, uh, how long kind of can that go on in in your kind of head as it as it were for for us to be able to do that rr piece uh it's not sustainable long term to be rr for eric um but was one of them things that you know it come on overnight and um it is improving slowly and you know he'll be he'll be ready when he's ready um no prognosis from the doctors at the moment that it will be a long-term thing because they're kind of not but seeing that it is uh, uh, this virus that um, there's no other details that it's anything more sinister or serious so he's had he's had amazing care in Germany um, what they've checked him for is, is brilliant and he's, he's come up that it's all okay but you know he's, he was flying and he was happy and having a great time and then suddenly you know wake up in the morning and you feel like you've been on a weekend bender uh, it's not nice you know when you haven't had that fun so uh, yeah he's struggling he's kind of he's had a little practice um, still don't feel right so you know it's pointless asking him to ride when he's not right um, but yeah we are very hopeful I mean I was hopeful that he'll be back for the Kings in me and and you know everyone always reflects on all of the team very few ever ask about Richie Hawkins as the team manager how are you finding being team manager of this and you know at is this a newer experience? Are you learning from the guys that you got in the team as well? Uh, this year, yeah, it's enjoyable. Um, it's been enjoyable being around them. I mean, it's enjoyable as it can be. It's kind of... It's become probably quite... You know, it's a job at the end of the day. I take it very seriously. Um, it's not a hobby to me. It's a proper job. And it's a, it's a full... You know, we're full on during the season. Um, but the boys are brilliant to work with. I think we've got seven great lads in the team. Um, very enjoyable to be around which genuinely is you know you often get someone there that's a bit harder work but 
no this year's great I think it's awesome like obviously like Jason and Em will make my job a lot easier with them because you kind of can just leave them to it and they're they're so professional and and um, got everything figured out so um, but yeah well, I mean it's, it's kind of for a speedway it feels like yeah so there's a lot of pressure on us I think at the moment to deliver results we've obviously everyone's got high expectations and we've we've worked very hard for a number of years now to bring a trophy back to well a league title back to Ipswich and that's what we want to do so um, if we can do that it will certainly be massive uh, relief and pleasure if we can do it well there's the boss Richie Hawkins let's hear from a couple of the riders Kenyon Rue in a moment and first Daniel Hume looking looking at how you were performing tonight have you changed much in the in the bike you seem to be flying uh, no I've just got the got the engine going now um, I know what the bike likes around here um, track conditions are tough tonight but yeah it ended up working in our favour even though it was tight going into heat, well it's level going in heat 15 um yeah, Doyle and Emil showed their class and, yeah, got it done for us. And sort of, you know, looking through looking through heats, first, first off, I have to ask a quick question. What was the fire on your bike? Uh, I'm not going to name drop or anything, uh, but one of the mechanics, uh, yeah, left a bit of tissue on the bike and it just caught up in flames. It was quite impressive, but you still got out of the start. Certainly still managed to make up, obviously, after that, that rerun and, uh, and try and put some pressure. And then, you know, looking at... As we went into went into your heat there for heat fourteen, some tough opposition, but you just came out. I mean, was it was the bike hooking up or what? Uh, well, I put a bit of pressure on myself. I knew I had to make the start and get across Louis, and I knew if I got across Louis, the others they'll be battling out between them. So, yeah, I was just committed to get to the curve. I probably pulled a few shapes in the meantime, but um, it was a big heat, and yeah, we done it. Well, the shades look perfectly fine, and he came out on top. So, well done. Yeah. Good, good night. Thanks, Danny. Nice one. Cheers, mate. So, Keenan, great to see you here at Switch again. Keenan, good score. Um, you know, how are things getting on for you, generally? Oh, I'm, I'd say I'm being consistent with the points, but, uh, of course, I'll, I want to be doing better. It's not, not where I want to be, but I'm feeling more and more comfortable every week, which is important for me to carry on better scores in the future. And as long as I'm comfortable, I feel like the speed will come. And, you know, you're obviously next door to, to Doily. Uh, you've uh, Matt, Matt Marston here as well. It seems to be a complete kind of Australian section of the pits. Is that helping you in any way? Yeah, of course, it's good. I think it doesn't matter where we are in the pits as a team. I think everyone gets along great here, to be honest. But, of course, it's good to be next to Doily. A bit of two Aussies in the, in the corner. But, uh, no, nah, it's good. Uh, good team performance tonight, which is what we wanted and what we needed. And, uh, yeah. Good night. And sort of, obviously, your season's just started. How's how's Poland working out for you at the moment? Slow start, to be honest. I've had a what, now one uh, one rain off last weekend, but uh, it's all going to catch up soon. I've got a meeting Sunday in Gdansk, which uh, hopefully goes well, and then got a week off next week from England. And then back here on Monday, Bank Holiday Monday, Kings Lynn, uh, you know, and then you're Kings Lynn the following week. Any kind of insight to those to Kings Lynn so far? Uh, not really, uh, but we're here home first, which uh, I know not well. I wouldn't say well, but I know the track here, so hopefully we can have a good one on the Monday and uh, take it forward to the Thursday. Well, also on the same night last Thursday, we had our first superheat of the season, and Leicester Lions boss Stuart Dixon says his side are paying a heavy price for mistakes in the early stages of their Premiership campaign. The Lions do have three league points on the board, but they're out of the knockout cup and suffered that superheat defeat to Bellevue at the Pigcock Motorcycles Arena at Beaumont Park last week. Here is the team manager, Stuart Dixon. Stuart, I know it will feel like a defeat to yourself and probably the team and everyone else. It was a 45-all draw. You get a league point. 
points, but just frustrating because he was six up on the night. Yeah, six points up with two races to go. You, you fancy yourselves. We knew if we get a heat advantage at heat 13, they would go six ahead and they would get a tactical. But, you know, you can't say to the guys, don't, you know, you know, sort of thing. You know, the obvious plan was to try and get a, to get a 5-1. You know, it should have gave us eight points ahead and sort of thing. Uh, but, you know, again, I, I hate saying it, but, you know, you've got to credit the away team. They, you know, if it had been me and my team and we managed to pull six points behind the last two races... Um, You'd have been jumping for joy. Ultimately, uh, it comes down to the towing cost. They won the towing cost and they got one and three, which were much more advantageous than the two and four were tonight. Something we need to get sorted. Um, that's not normally the case here. So we, we need to get that fixed, certainly. But all in all, you know, decent meeting. Track road a wee bit slicker than what I thought it would. Uh, we never get the moisture coming up the way we did on Monday night. Um, so, but... Um, no, that's maybe just looking for it, making excuses. Um, but it was, I think it was a good close contest, and as you say, we, we get a point, but just no, we wanted the other, we wanted the other point as well. There's not a great deal wrong there, is though. When you look at uh, Max Frick had bike trouble at the start, Richard Lawson had that fall in his first ride. Add those points back in, if you like, then obviously you, you do edge the win. So you're not a million miles off. Yeah, we seem to get away with those sort of stuff last season. You know, sort of thing. We we're finding to our cost that you won't get away with that. You can't afford any sort of mistakes. We lost a 5-1 in Heat 1 straight away. And, you know, I know we got it back in Heat 2, but at the same time, it's um, you, I, you get punished for, for, shall we say, for, for mistakes or any mishaps in this league, something that we're finding. I, th I think we knew anyway, but we have found. But um, at the same time, they rode, they rode well. You know, they, got the, they, they got the heat advantage uh, in Heat 14. Uh, and 15 to, to force it sort of thing momentum was with them shall we say and um, they, they got the extra point that was up for grabs so fair play to them well, there's been no fixture for Wolves over this last week since the news came out about uh, their future being in doubt. The petition set up following that shock news that uh, that lease at Monmore Green is not going to be extended at the end of this season has now received nearly 17,000 signatures. Speedway fans around the world have rallied in support of the famous club who now face an uncertain future with huge local support already behind their campaign. If you head online to the British Speedway website, you can see the link that you need to sign if you'd like to join in that uh, and support the Wolverhampton Wolves as well. Looking at the week ahead, Kingsland and Peterborough both race two away matches in this next week. The Stars at Leicester on Thursday and the Panthers visiting Sheffield. Bank holiday Monday is upon us before we know it and that schedule features a midday start for Bellevue who are at home to Leicester. Ipswich then host Kingsland at 2.30pm and uh, Wolverhampton take on Peterborough. That clash completes the day and that will be at 8pm at Monmore. So that's how the week ahead looks in the Premiership. And coming up in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear, we're turning the attention on the Peterborough Panthers and speaking to the team manager, Rob Lyon, about all things Peterborough in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back to this week's episode of No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. If you're looking for further podcast listening, I can point you in the direction of Kelvin Tatum's own podcast, which is called Tatum Talks, and uh, that's available now on all podcast apps as well. And he's previewing the 2023 Speedway Grand Prix series, which gets underway this weekend. So search that out on uh, whichever podcast app you use, um, Spotify, 
uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever, uh, Tatum Talks Speedway. And you can also find it on YouTube as well as Kelvin looks ahead to the action around the corner. Right now, we're turning our attention to the Peterborough Panthers with team manager Rob Lyon, who I'm very pleased to say joins us for uh, an extended chat now in this part of the podcast. And talk us through the Pedersen situation then, because there's no getting around it. Um, Big press launch and big, big signing as well, you know, announcing a three-time world champion. And that really changes the complexion of the team. Um, He lines up in the first meeting, first heat, and everybody knows what happened there. But if you don't, he had a crash on the, you know, second bend or whatever. And uh, and then that was that. So talk us through um, probably your frustration there in, in losing Nicky and, and then how has the search gone to to find a replacement after Nicky announced that he wasn't coming back? Well um it's it is your your you you know in speedway terms your worst nightmare your number one hits the hits the first corner lifts on the second bend effectively and, and wipes himself out for the rest of the meeting. I think I think it was a case of um and, and it's been documented he said this himself I think ultimately there was lots of rumors going around that it was his Polish club that had put a lot of pressure on him um, I've no doubt he did discuss it with his Polish club, but ultimately, um, you know, <laughs> it was an unfortunate situation. If he hadn't have crashed, then we might not be having this conversation. Um, the fact that he did and crashed quite heavily uh, made him realise, I think, at 46 years old and coming back from a nasty one last year, um, uh, re- made him realise that his body wasn't able to take those kind of knocks in, in quick succession. Um and I guess he probably lost confidence in thinking, well, am I taking on too much, et cetera, et cetera. Doesn't help the fact, obviously, that he's left us in the lurch, unfortunately. Um, and um, so, you know, that that's the bottom line with it, with, with Nicky. Um, in terms of replacements, we've we've tried pretty much every rider um, in of that type of quality and more besides um, that uh, we would like to come over. Um, ironically it's a sort of wrong time of the year for those type of riders now because um, you know certainly GP riders are looking to get ready for GPs coming up this weekend and preparing um, and are already settled in their contracts abroad and, and not really England's not really on their radar um, you give it six to eight weeks that may well change um, but that might be too late for Peterborough um, other riders in like that ride in division one in Poland um who aren't getting a ride in Sweden or don't want to ride in Sweden um, are possible options. Um, but they are, if I'm brutally honest, uh, few and far between. Um, but we are talking to riders still and, um, you know, hopefully we can come come up with something going forward. But time is of the essence. It's uh, It's an urgent situation now. So at this moment in time, then, there's no date that you could put in... You know, pencil in where you you might have a solution to this. Is there a, is there a point where you you hope that you will have a a permanent replacement for a number one? Uh, no, not really. Um, it, it is open ended, Ian. But uh, like I say, it, it has to be within a very short space of time because ultimately, you know, you can see we've already lost what we've ridden now five matches, two at home, three away, um, two away probably. I can't remember now. Two two or three. So it's four or five matches. Uh, with no wins. Um, we go to Sheffield on Thursday, be another tough one. Um, Wolverhampton next Monday. And all of a sudden, we could be in a situation where, without being too negative about it, we could be in a situation where we're, we're six matches in and, and no wins. And, and then you start to think, well, you know, our season is already 
looking like an uphill struggle. So it's ever so difficult to put a positive slant on the whole situation, if I'm brutally honest. Um, and that's sort of telling it as it is, really. Um, so time frame wise, there's no time frame on it, um, but it needs to be it's an urgent situation because of those reasons really and difficult as well because there's so few teams i guess in the in the premiership but if everybody's riding on the same night there's only that one team left over um for you to choose between so it makes options very limited for for guests as well doesn't it yeah it does it does and um i think everybody thought with the with the seven teams the one team remaining there would be some flexibility in terms of uh, replacements for guests and rr and stuff of that nature but uh, as we found to our um uh, in our own experience, that that is not easy. Um, riders are either committed elsewhere or they don't want to do it or for whatever reason, uh, engines are being serviced or uh, there's a various uh, amount of, of, of reasons um, or they're in, or abroad or whatever. Um, so that's not straightforward. And, and as we all know, RR is okay on the odd occasion, but you, you, know, you can't run RR for a number one when the rest of the team is built around it. Um, uh, so yeah, it's um, it's tricky. It's very very, very difficult. Uh, we managed to get Bomber. A little bit of luck really fell our way because um, obviously Leicester were, were cancelled last night at uh, Wolverhampton, um, and we booked Ryan Douglas on Thursday at Sheffield, which is a, a decent guess for that type of track. Um, but it is a lot of work, constantly ringing around riders to try and book those guests for a block of matches going forward. Um, but that's the only alternative until we find a decent replacement. So in the meantime, on the track, you've you've got a fairly busy schedule coming up and, and it's funny how it's working out, really. You've got like a basically a, a block of three away fixtures, then three at home and three away again. So it's not like you're home away, home away. So I don't know if that's, that's, that's frustrating. And obviously the, the, the punches come thick and fast in, in that league with the likes of, obviously, say Sheffield up next. You've got Wolverhampton, Kings Lynn. You've got Ipswich in the knockout cup soon as well. So it's, um, it's, it's all going to come thick and fast. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, that's Speedway. That's the fixture list. That's, that's what it's about. And, uh, you know, we're getting into that sort of time of the season now where riders are getting dialed in uh, much more. Um, and things are getting busy. Um, so it's, it's what you expect to see. Um, but yeah, um, I'd, I'd love to sort of sit here and say to you, look, you know, the positives are this and this and this, but um, at the moment, there's not a great deal of positives to come out of it. But, you know, all, all the club can keep doing is is continue to try and, and find a replacement and hope one can, hope one, uh, you know, um, comes along and uh, strengthens the team. And it may well be that we have to make more than one change. But um, we'll see. What I was going to say, is that another option that, that maybe, unfortunately, riders through perhaps no fault of their own other than their, their average would have to move around to allow for a certain rider to come in to, to solve that problem at number one? Possibly, yeah. I mean, you know, ultimately you have to do what's right for the team. Um, if riders come into the, if riders are available that strengthen the team, but it's not ideally what you're looking for in terms of number ones, um see how it goes and if it if it means that we have to strengthen the team because of that elsewhere then we have to look at it i'm not saying we would do that but you'd have to you'd have to look at it excuse me but um until that situation is presented uh, in front of you it's um it's you know open to conjecture as to what you would do really okay and next up at uh, the time of recording this your your fixture on thursday is is against sheffield 
Um, of course, um, you, you face Bellevue last. So do you feel like you're, you're facing the, the two biggest title contenders in the space of a week here? Possibly. I mean, you know, I, I think Bellevue are probably not as strong as they were last year and the league has got stronger, which is strange, but they've hit a, a rich vein of form in the last few matches um, after losing their first two. Sheffield on paper were always favourites at the start of the year and, and have, you know, set out um, their stall already. So, yeah, I guess probably certainly two of the of the league favourites. Um, I'm sure other teams will... Uh, will be up there at some point as well. But yeah, Sheffield probably are the the, the standout team as we speak. So yeah, tough runner matches. And um, yeah, it couldn't get much harder. I mean, Bellevue away, Sheffield away, and then Wolverhampton away next Monday is 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 tough on, on a good night, really, with a good team, with a false one to seven. So, um, you know, to go there with a, with a, a team low on confidence, it has to be said now, um, and with no permanent number one is, is, is tricky. It is tricky. Um, but you know you, you've got to go with the positive mindset that you can get a result. Otherwise, there's no point in going. Looking at the the Premiership as a whole, of course, you've you've, you've faced a, most of them, most of the the sides now um, already. But which which other side uh, has has caught your eye the most this season, or maybe surprised you the most? Um, well, I'd have to say Bellevue, really, because like I said, I think on paper they're they're weaker than they were last year, um, and they are reliant on their top two, obviously, are, are, are top-end riders. Um, they are reliant on Charles Wright, uh, Tom Brennan, Norwich Bladorn kicking on and, and improving, um, which is not always guaranteed, as we all know. Um, and that's what's happened so far. Certainly, Charles Wright has filled that third heat leader um, berth for them, and he's come back after his shoulder injury, um, a different rider. And uh, at the, this moment in time, I think he is the difference in between them, you know, making a, a serious bid for the title again and um, and being maybe playoffs, but but not quite title contenders. Uh, Bellevue, um, I would say, are the surprise packet for me at this moment in time. Some people will say, well, that's a surprise in itself because Bellevue are tipped to be one of the uh, the four playoff teams. But I hadn't got them down personally as someone that, you know, as I said, the league is stronger this year, and and I don't feel they are as strong on paper, but they are surprising me at the moment. You've also got Ipswich in the knockout cup. Um, is that an opportunity to draw a line under the league and you know separate competition? Um, because even though you didn't have a number one, you still kept things fairly close, especially at home against Ipswich. So you feel you have a an opportunity there to to maybe get something. Well, yeah, I think we possibly have. It's like it's like you know every team has top end riders this year, pretty much, um, part by the odd one here or there, and um, I think it's fair to say that each individual team is vulnerable in, in that anything. I hope, obviously, nothing does happen to them. But if anything did happen that riders were missing for whatever reason at the top end of each team, it makes a massive difference to their team. Ipswich are struggling a little bit without Eric Riss, for example. He's not their top end riders, but he's he's a engine room rider, and they are missing him, um, and it has an effect. Um, we, if we have a four one to seven against Ipswich home and away, um, then you have to be confident that you know, you can pull off a result and get in the final. Um, because I think we proved in the first meeting at home, we lost by four, I think it was. And um, we got four points for Nicky's rides. So 
if we'd had a, a number one, then you know you'd expect that rider to get seven or eight, and it turns it on its head a little bit. So um, yeah, you go into it in a positive frame of mind that you can get a result. And like I said um, previously, if, if you if you don't go with that mindset, then you, you may as well stay at home because you know what's the point in going to know you're going to get beaten everywhere. But um, I don't realize you have to be realistic, but you have to go with the right frame of mind in the first place. Obviously, the, the the future of the club is in doubt at this stage. Um, with with the announcement that was also released at the same time as the news about Nicky not coming back. With um, obviously the that threat of development at the showground has been long ongoing, and this was sort of seen as a an extra year, if you like, and anyway. But um, what can you update us on with with how things are looking for the future for the Peterborough Panthers in in either the, the short or long term? Because as it stands, at the end of this season, this will be the, the the last year for the Peterborough Panthers, certainly in their current guise. Yeah, it's not something, if I'm honest, I get too involved in in terms of um, future planning and all the rest of it. Um, I, I can't try to concentrate on team matters, but um, you know that I think it's well documented. There's there's land available um, on a site. Uh, or potentially available um what that looks like and how that fits with um the existing situation and what that'll look like in october um who knows um you know peterborough has been in this situation for quite a number of years there's been rumblings about the east of england uh, arena being not available after a certain time and that's gone on and on and on and um you know it, it certainly looks the way it looks like that now but you know one more year and, and that's it but you know who knows I, I really don't know what the, the developments are ongoing in the background in terms of future development other than what i just mentioned but um we'll see we'll see what happens um it would be a real shame because peter has been going in the in the in the city for oh, 52 years long time and um you know it, it, it's any speedway track wolverhampton Coventry, you know, we can name loads of them, can't we, in the last 10 years that have been lost and it's not good. So, you know, if anything can be done to to sort of keep the sport going in Peterborough, then, you know, I'm sure it will be. Well, it's good that, you know, conversations are perhaps going on in the background. I know you're not party to those, but there, there is work going on in the background to, to try and, and work mm. on a, a future. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm sure there is. And, um, <clears throat> what that's going to look like you know it's like the same old story with with these things you go down the road so far and sometimes it works out and you continue a bit further and you get success at the end of the road um oxford have proven that um you know it can be done uh which is you know that's been a great success story and gives hope for other tracks to do the same um and i sincerely hope you know wolverhampton can get sorted and obviously coventry as well and others that may or may not um want to come back into the sport but you know from peter perspective that's no different um you know there needs to be uh there needs to be a, a presence in peterborough it's been like i say it's been involved in the city uh for 50 odd years so to cut it off completely and finish it it's uh would be a you know a crying shame really looking at another aspect that you've got some experience of and and now with the benefit of being able to look back on your time as the the Great Britain team manager of course the Speedway World Cup is back later this year in the uh, in the summer um but just wondered what your thoughts were on how the GB structure is now versus when you were there because you did voice your concerns at the time that there needed to be more investment and more support around it and obviously now I think over the years things have changed quite a lot haven't they 
Yeah, they have. And and for the better, I, I, I got to say, I mean, you know, uh, when I was involved way back in 09, 10, Christ, that's 13 years ago, um, time flies. Um, yeah. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of the things that the five-year plan that I'd sort of presented and wanted to put in place, a lot of those, those, uh, um, those strategies and, and plans that we, we sort of wanted to look at are bearing fruition now and they're in place now. And, and uh, that, that is great that they're happening now. Frustrating they weren't supported and implemented previously, but, you know, better late than never. Um, yeah, it was a, it's a different, it's a different, um, different world now in terms of, of Team GB. And the, obviously it's a, it's sort of a privately run thing with Rob Painter and and uh, it, that wasn't the case previously. It was the BSPL running it. Um, so it is different now. Um, I think GB itself um, needs more matches. Uh, I think, you know, just doing World Cups is great, but you need test matches. I think, you know, there needs to be more more meetings in Europe against Poland and Denmark and Sweden. Um I know the reasons why that, that doesn't happen. It comes down to logistics most of the time and dates and arranging it and all the rest of it. But that's what really needs to happen. You know, if we go going back to the, the, the previous era of Speedway in the 70s, 80s and possibly 90s when test matches were quite common, um, it's a shame that that can't be re reintroduced into the sport, you know, globally really because um with all federations getting involved in it because really that's what it needs but uh, it, it's it's set up a lot lot more professionally now and you know there's no reason with the squad they have that um now we're back to a, what i'd call a proper world cup because in my my eyes the 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 nations is a pairs event it's not it's not a world cup um the the five-man team uh scenario is uh is where it's at. And I think with the Team GB have at their disposal, they've got a good chance. And especially with it being held at Roslav as well, with you know the likes of Dan Bewley and, and Ty Wolfenden and that being their home track. I know it's the home track for some riders from the other nations as well, but I think it certainly gives them a almost a home track advantage, even though it's in a foreign country. Yeah, it does. It does. That will help. Um, track knowledge is vital in those in these situations. Um, but... Um, yeah, it will. I mean, you know, five-man teams, it's always tough. Um, uh, it will be a tough, tough uh, week uh, in terms of racing. It's, it's always produced great racing in the past and 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 great TV as well, to be fair. and um, But, yeah, I think with that track knowledge, they've got a good chance. If we can put your personal struggles to a side with, with Peterborough, um, but looking at the Premiership as a whole, with some of the changes that have been made, um, Phil coming in as the the CEO and and obviously bigger riders coming back to the British League. So what's your assessment of the the Premiership up to this point? I think the appointment of Phil Morris is a a, a good a great leap forward in in, in the right direction. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know those type of positions, uh, Phil will already be doing a lot of work in the background to try and improve standards and, and all sorts of, of, of areas of the, the sport in the premiership specifically. Um, but his, his ideas and, and standard will, will take a while to come through. Um, and, um, but it is a step in the right direction. The, the premiership, um, the sport as a whole really needs more riders. That's the bottom line. 
Um, and uh, the Premiership needs ideally needs eight teams. Um, you know, seven teams is 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 a step in the right direction, but with the situation with Wolves and Peterborough, um, that is a negative. But you know, it'd be nice to think that can get sorted. Uh, eight teams is ideal, um, but the key the key uh, element to to push this thing forward and to to help Phil Morris in, in in his in his role, if you like, in improving the Premiership to improve British Speedway is is attracting more riders to this country. Um, whether that's uh, riders from abroad or whether that's producing our own. You know, we we tried to sort of put something together with no limits, myself, Rory Schlein and Ian Sinderson a few years ago, which worked to a point, um, but it needs more of them. It needs a lot of a volume of riders and homegrown really is the way to go. But that in itself is, um, it's not an overnight fix. It's a, it's a five-year plan really. Um, but yeah, I think... Um, it would be nice to think that start of the season, as you quite rightly say, positive, positive um, outlook. And uh, it'd be nice to think at the start of next year that things are continuing to, to improve and uh, the sport's got a bright future. Um, time will tell, I guess. Well, um, obviously, a good luck with the with the search for a number one. And um, hopefully you, you might manage to find that that rider um, sooner than later for the you know the better of the the Peterborough Panthers because it's a it's a situation you you couldn't necessarily foresee perhaps perhaps Nicky could but um we'll never know I suppose on that one but um it, frustrating situation yeah. you're in but hopefully you can find a way out yeah hindsight's a wonderful thing isn't it you know and I'm sure if if he thought about it he probably wouldn't have taken it on you know he was already committed to Danish team team management and and Poland and Denmark uh, racing wise so it was a little surprising that he decided to take England on again. Um, but, you know, like I say, these things happen. Um, nothing we can do about it. We have to try and get on with it, I suppose, and, um, and move on and, and make the best of it. Rob Lyon, the team manager of the Peterborough Panthers, joining us on No Breaks, No Fear. And in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear, we turn our attention to the championship, looking at back some big clashes last week, victories for uh, the Berwick Bandits and the Pool Pirates. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Attention turns to the Cab Direct Championship in this final part of No Breaks, No Fear. We will start at Wimborne Road and the Pool Pirates, who made the perfect start to their clash against the Plymouth Gladiators. In fact, Neil Middleditch admitted he wondered whether a maximum score would be on the cards. When his side ran riot in the early stages, the Pirates didn't drop a point in the opening six races. They were 39-8 up after Heat 8, before the Gladiators limited damage in the latter stages as the BSN Series match ended 59-30. It guarantees the Pirates move into the semi-final stages, the first team to fully book their place. Let's hear from the team bosses, Gary May of the Plymouth Gladiators first and then Neil Middleditch speaking to BSN. Well, we just weren't gating and Paul were, and that is, that, that's the end of the story, really. It is only your second meeting, though. I've said that a lot tonight, so I, I guess I guess it's it's just a case of the guys getting getting used to each other, dial, dialing their equipment in. Yeah, that's all really, and you know, like they like say, we haven't had a lot of meetings and that, but you know, you know, Paul out gating, and they were really good tonight, and that's where it was, one at the gate tonight. Neil, 
you couldn't have hoped for a better a better meeting tonight, could you, with regards to the score? No, no. I, if I'm honest, I didn't see that coming. You know, I mean, obviously, Carl and Richie and Ben and Stark, you know, they're, they're, they're formidable four. But, uh, yeah, no, we, like uh, Gary said, we were making some starts and just didn't have an answer to us. It was, it was kind of one in the first four or five races, though, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It's hard to come back from that, isn't it? I mean, it's, you know, the heads go down a little bit, understandably. But, uh, yeah, we, we can you know, race what they put in front of us. It's, it's putting the marker down again, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. I mean, we, again, a good team performance. If you look down our scores, everybody played a vital part in the, in the role. And I think that's going to be a key to have a, a, you know, strength in depth. Yeah. Those reserves you've got are something special. Yeah, that's right. Adam and, and Carla, you know, got loads of experience. And they're both racers. Um, and you can't ask any more. Well, the Pool Pirates then, they are certs to be in the semi-finals of the BSN series and the Scunthorpe Scorpions are hoping to join them. They're very close indeed. They've got to take on the Red Car Bears uh, at the Echo Arena on Teesside on Friday. But this last week has seen Scunthorpe win home and away against the Birmingham Brummies. Speaking before the clash at Perry Bar, we uh, caught up with Rob Godfrey, who of course is a promoter of the Scunthorpe Scorpions and uh, chair of British Speedway Promoters Limited as well speaking to Ryan Guest. Well, Rob, team building for, for Scunthorpe in 2023, looking at uh, three riders who finished 2022 who came back over the winter. Uh, Ryan Douglas, Jake Allen and, and Simon Lambert gave you some solid foundations to build around. Yeah, they did. And with a 40-point limit, they um, they fit nicely into the plans of having a solid 1-7. to seven. So, yeah, really pleased with the team we put together, but uh, not with the phone call I got two weeks before the season when unfortunately Zane Kennedy had a, motor, um, a mountain bike accident and unfortunately broke two vertebrae in his back. So that's that was a big, big blow, but um, we have to overcome that and just crack on. Yeah, like you say, working on things uh, behind the scenes there. Uh, one of the, the, the signings that certainly got supporters excited, the, the return of Michael Palmtoft, who's obviously had some uh, good days at, at Scunny in the past. Yeah, well, Michael's our asset. He's, um, you know, brought him over, I don't know what year it was, Took him to Newport as his first match. I do remember that. He got 14 points. Um, and, you know, he's, he's, he's been at Scunthorpe. He's gone. He's come back. And we're happy to come, have him back on the average that he's come back on with a 40-point limit, I've got to say. Um, so he's given us three solid um, heat leaders is what we needed. And the rest of them can fill in and score points behind him, behind yeah. the heat leaders. So. Yeah, talking of uh, riders coming in on averages, you, you'd be looking at uh, Connor Mountain coming on uh, average under five. And when you look at the Premiership Rising Star scheme last season behind Tom Brennan, he, he was certainly the, the next one in there. Yeah, he was. Obviously, you know, when I knew it was going to be a 40 point limit, Connor was my first signing, I do believe, because I wanted him the previous year. I knew Leicester were going to go up. So we uh, sort of moved heaven and earth to get him. And on his 450s, whatever average he is, he was absolute steal. Yeah, uh, you open your season on uh, on Good Friday and a, a nice solid win in, in the end. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, we we had some ups, they had some downs, we had some downs, they had some ups. It um, bounced itself out. It was a very, very, very entertaining meeting with racing from heat one to fifteen, as it normally is at Scunny, and um, we got a ten point lead to take to, to Red Cow for the bonus point. That's what we're hoping to do. We we ride Red Cow very well. Um, there isn't many tracks with this team now that don't ride very well. We'll see today what happens, but uh, we're coming with the anticipation of a win. 
Yeah, um, and like you say, here at Birmingham, obviously, it's a new look side. They haven't had a chance to, to get a competitive laps under the belt yet as well, so we're uh, hoping to, to catch them on the off. Yeah, it is, but also, you know, some of ours have only had a few meetings. Uh, been lucky that a few of them are doubling up, but um, we're still as rusty as they are, really, so we shall see. Well, we'll hear from the Scunthorpe number one, Ryan Douglas, who was speaking during that meeting against uh, Scunthorpe and Birmingham uh, last week. Uh, first of all, let's hear from the Brummies' new number one. Of course, had to find a new home after Leicester progressed up to the Premiership. Uh, Nick Morris also speaking with Ryan Guest. Well, Nick, uh, following uh, Leicester's elevation to, to the Premiership, it meant you were on the, the lookout for a new Championship side in 2023, and uh, Birmingham came calling. Was it was it an easy decision when they did? Yeah, it was pretty easy. Um, it was looking like I was going to be uh, out of a job in this league and um, not something I was overly worried about. Um, I, I had Denmark, Poland and the Premiership so wasn't too worried and I wouldn't have wouldn't have gone to any any club either so um, Birmingham's quite close to me and it's a club that I don't mind to ride for. Yeah, Based on what said, you said that uh, at the Meet the Riders night a couple of weeks ago as well certainly the, the word of the reputation about the, the new management and, and the way they operated last year certainly got about and, and, and had a say on, on you saying yes as well. Yeah, I haven't heard anything bad about them um, and the work they've put in to, to keep to keep this club alive and um, hasn't been easy. Um, they've had a lot of uh, mishaps so but they've they've kept going and, and that, that showed me showed me what they were about so yeah it made things that made made my mind up a little bit more and um now i'm happy to be here and let's roll like you say you've got a hectic enough schedule anyway so fair play on that from for, for committing but like you say it's extra competitive bike time in in england as well and on that average of, of over 10 as well one of the the top riders in this league and certainly a, a league you definitely believe in your own ability in as well yeah it makes things a bit harder having an average like that with our building building a a team um, with strength throughout um, but uh, we've got a not a bad team and um, it's a long season things change averages change and um, riders hopefully don't get injured but it happens so it's a long season and um, see how things pans out pans out and uh, we'll just, hopefully we're there at the end yep and uh, I know you came here in, in 2019 and 2021 as a, an away rider and had a, a few little concerns at, at the track over the time as well but you, you managed to have a, a skid on press day and it's certainly come a, a long long way back since then yeah I think it was one of the things they had to put right um, there was a lot of trouble with crashes and uh, not enough water and too much grip in places and so it was something that had to get sorted if they wanted to keep running and um looks like it has we'll see how things go if there's one rider that maybe needs singling out over the last week for his performances it's maybe ryan douglas because he's had some big performances for scunthorpe for wolves uh, also uh, some big performances for Bellevue as well when he's uh, rode as a guest at uh, Leicester, in fact uh, instrumental in getting them that uh, win in that super heat and also big performance on the continent as well, riding for Rowitz in Poland. Here's Dougie uh, chatting with Ryan Guest. Well, Ryan Douglas uh, back with Scunthorpe in, in 2023 and certainly enjoyed your, your championship race in last season. Yeah, that's it. I was back to Scunthorpe obviously after a few years at Leicester and yeah, started last year obviously really well and uh, managed to maintain that all year in that league so it was a pretty of a no-brainer to go back to Scunthorpe again and, uh, yeah, it's a nice home track for me. Yeah. What do you make of the side that uh, Rob and Dave have put together this year? Yeah, I think it's definitely an, definitely an improved side. Um, we're pretty strong all the way through this season. Even with the limit coming down that little bit, it kind of played into our hands. And, uh, yeah, just suspects uh, Jake Allen didn't have the best year last year, but I think um, doubling up all year and if he can have a good season and obviously bringing Tofty and Connor and people like that in, it's, uh, it's definitely strengthened us up. So looking forward to, to getting the meetings going now and see where we're at. Yeah, a bit of a blow losing Zane before 
before a wheel was turned, though. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, him at reserve, especially around Scunny, was uh, was going to be very strong. So it's going to be tough to replace him, especially around there. But um, yeah, it's just going to be a bit of a waiting game and see what comes up. Seeing as we're here at uh, Birmingham's Perry Bar Stadium as well, not too far from your, your Premiership home, Wolverhampton as well. And um, I'm guessing the news was just as much of a, a shock to you on Monday morning with with what's going to happen at the end of the season there. Yeah, it was definitely a shock. I was devastated, really. It's um, it's not just a big loss for Wolverhampton; it's a big loss for British Speedway. It's uh, yeah, the clubs are starting to fall, and uh, yeah, it doesn't look good. But um, hopefully, you know, everyone's got around it, and obviously the petition's up over ten thousand now. So I don't know if, if that'll help, but it definitely can't hurt. So hope everyone can get around that and, and sign it, and hopefully, yeah, something can happen. It's not just a, a, a club that you've settled into, though. It's uh, it's the the local area as well, which you've more or less made your home here as well. Yeah, that's it. I'm living in Shiftal now, and uh, I, I love it there. And I don't think I'll change, even if Wolverhampton's uh, drops out of that league. It's uh, yeah, it's definitely a home now, and. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like the sound to even think about it. That will be the last year at Wolverhampton. But, um, yeah, like I said, we're just going to have to wait and see. Meanwhile, in the BSN series, what a weekend it was last weekend for the Berwick Bandits who faced the Edinburgh Monarchs away and at home in the space of 24 hours. And the Berwick boss, Gary Flint, says a collective determination led to the weekend's impressive results against Edinburgh, which kept the Bandits in contention in the BSN series with wins both at home and away at Armadale and collecting the aggregate bonus point as well. It all comes down to a trip to uh, Ashfield this coming weekend as the Berwick Bandits take on the Glasgow Tigers to decide who will be the champions of that Scottish group and go through to the semi-finals. But also there's a, a good chance that uh, the Berwick Bandits could put themselves in contention as best runner-up as well across the whole three groups to maybe get themselves into the semi-finals as well themselves. Here are uh, a couple of the stars of the Berwick Bandits from that night at Armadale as Connor Coles and Rory Schlein really put Edinburgh to the sword. Best night at this level. Um, I'm just happy I've got such a good team to support me in a couple of races where obviously I wasn't quite quick enough, but the boys followed me home and I couldn't have done it without them. So all of us just pulled together tonight and gave it the whistle. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. And, you know, seeing that with a, you know, the way that Rory shepherds around and Jai as well, that's really what Team Spirit is all about and what Team Speedway is. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure of a meeting to watch. Uh, it must have been a pretty good meeting for you to ride in as well. Yeah, definitely. I'm just a bit knackered. <laughs> uh, don't have much time to catch breath when you're that, that busy, but I wouldn't have it any other way. It just means I get to score more points. Exactly, that's it. And unfortunately, Nathan off home with an injury. We wish him the best for there. But uh, well done. It was an amazing night and um, you must be thrilled. Rory, you refused to be despondent after the home defeat on Saturday night to Glasgow. You said the only way we can get our way out of this is to get a result, and you've done that. Pretty much. Um, last week, obviously, wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't nice, and it was hard to swallow. But tonight was just a different story. Um, you can see we wanted it a little bit more, making good starts, which that was the only thing that was missing from last week. So um, you swap that around, and you know the result might have been different last week, but that's in the past. And tonight was the best way, best way to return. You've swapped the beaches of Australia for the brutal cold of Armadale, but nights like this, the adrenaline pumping and a good away win must make it feel worthwhile. Oh, you know, winning away from home is always nice, um, but it's just good for the whole team. You know, we were pretty despondent and pretty down after last week. And to come here, you know, it's a tricky track, and they've got some good track specialists, so to come here and really 
win. I was, you know, we didn't convincingly win, but we won, you know, with a bit to spare. So, but obviously Connor here, you know, he was our match winner. He stepped up when Nathan got hurt. And, uh, you know, a high-scoring reserve always makes a difference. And obviously tomorrow night you go back to Shieldfield Park. You're now right back in the hunt to get a second place, the best second place. And, well, if you, if you can get two more results, you can win at Glasgow as well. You can win the group. So... Who's saying, who's saying we can't? I'm, I'm not saying a word, but, but obviously a result like this can galvanise the whole team. Oh, I, th I think so, yeah. yeah. We're only going to feed off it, you know, straight straight back into it tomorrow night. We've learned from last week, obviously, what we need to do to improve, you know, at home. So, uh, yeah, just bring it on. So there's Rory Schlein rounding off uh, that chat there uh, with BSN. Uh, the week ahead in the championship looks like this. Uh, potential group deciding fixtures in the BSN series. Glasgow and Berwick meeting in a winner-takes-all clash at Ashfield on Friday, whilst in the northern section, Redcar need to win against uh, Birmingham at Perry Bar on Wednesday and then take the battle back to Teesside on Friday, where Scunthorpe would then require the aggregate bonus point to progress. Elsewhere, Oxford and Edinburgh meet over two legs in the knockout cup on Wednesday and Friday, whilst the opening fixture in the Cab Direct Championship takes place at Plymouth next Tuesday, May the 2nd, with the Gladiators hosting Scunthorpe. So that's how things look in the week ahead. And a quick look at the National Development League. Not been a massive amount of action in the NDL this last week. Mildenhall bid to continue their impressive start to the season when they race at home to Berwick on Sunday in what will be the Bullets' third away fixture prior to their first meeting at Shieldfield Park the following weekend. So that's how things look. Uh, just uh, run through all those fixtures again. Then Wednesday, it's Oxford versus Edinburgh. BSN Series Birmingham versus Redcar. Thursday, Leicester versus Kingsland and Sheffield versus Peterborough in the Premiership. On Friday, Championship Knockout Cup quarterfinal second leg, Edinburgh versus Oxford. Uh, and BSN Series Glasgow versus Berwick. Redcar versus Scunthorpe. Crucial matches in the BSN Series. Saturday, Championship Knockout Cup quarter-final. Uh, Berwick hosting Redcar Bears at 7 o'clock at Shieldfield. And then on Sunday, National Development League, uh, Mildenhall versus Berwick. Bank Holiday Monday, Bellevue versus Leicester at 12 noon. Ipswich versus Kings Lynn at 2.30pm at Foxhall. And Wolverhampton versus Peterborough at 8pm. And uh, the other fixture, which will be next Tuesday, Cab Direct Championship action. The first one in the Championship League. And it's the Plymouth Gladiators versus the on Thorpe Scorpions, 7 o'clock the start time at the Coliseum. That's your next week ahead in British Speedway. Thanks once again for joining us. Uh, don't forget, check out the previous episodes if you haven't yet. Yes, we're talking about matches at that time, but we've got uh, lots of guests that you can listen to as well. Uh, not least, Premiership CEO Phil Morris in our first episode, but also chats with Dan Jilks and uh, Stuart Dixon among them as well. And we'll be back next Wednesday for the next episode of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.